0: Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I appreciate you being here today. I have a great interview with Kesha. Kesha Devney is a published mixed media artist, instructor, and world traveler, living at New Jersey Shore. As a mixed media artist, her eclectic style can be seen in fabric and textiles, jewelry design, sculpture work, and painting. Creating is pivotal to Kesha and became for her art therapy. Her imagination comes to life and allows her temporary reprieve from her role as a full-time caregiver of her adult son, Tucker. I had a great interview with Kasia. I think there are moments you're going to feel um, sometimes what mothers of special needs children, caregivers feel. Sometimes the weight is a lot and sometimes there is heaviness, and sometimes there is sadness. But what I took from this interview and... I think Kesha was so open. But at the end, I think the message was that this work helps you. This work keeps us going. This work that we do um, maintain our sanity. Everything that we do with our hands is healing. And I think more than ever, this is what we can take from this podcast. I hope you enjoy. And I hope we all can have open minds and listen with, you know, a touch of empathy and good heart and that we can all learn something. And I hope that motivates you to keep creating despite anything and everything. So also, don't forget that you can support this podcast with Patreon. We have a Patreon where you can see also the video of this podcast and many other goods that I have for you and exclusive videos of me painting full-time in real time and all other goodies inclusive real paintings and prints for you. So we would love to have a community there to talk about these topics in a more deeper level. So head over to Patreon and I'm going to put the links on the show notes. And here's Kasia.
1: Welcome to the Artistically You podcast, where mixed media art is a place for all. Here, we are going to talk about art as a mindful practice, connect with our creativity, and embrace curiosity. This is your host, mixed media artist, Jana Oliveira. Okay,
0: Kisha, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. How are you?
1: I'm doing really well. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, you're welcome. And tell people where you're talking from with me.
1: Um, I live at the Jersey Shore in New Jersey. Yeah, my town is actually called Wall Township, but it is at the Jersey Shore. I'm about seven miles from the beach.
0: Yeah, and you know, I was, um, I forgot to tell you this before we started recording, but I was a New Jersey, a Central Jersey girl. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah,
0: I lived in Princeton. Oh, okay. Uh, My son was born there, so he's what we call Princeton baby. (laughs) Yeah, because over there, when you go to the hospital and the papers that they give you, they put Princeton baby. (laughs) Oh, that's cute. (laughs) Yeah, that's cute. Um, So I have New Jersey in my heart. I loved all the years that I lived there. It has a special place. I have many friends there and in the PA area as well. So I just love, but I was just a little tired of the cold. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, so where are you at now?
0: Well, right now I'm in Florida, but after New Jersey, we moved to Washington State and Seattle area. Okay, I used to live in
1: Kirkland. I lived in Kirkland for a while.
0: Yeah, but I didn't adapt really well, and I didn't want to go back to New Jersey because of the cold, because by that time I lived 16 years in the cold, Yeah. Um, (laughs) and I was a resident of Florida before, so... Okay. I just want to come back to the sun.
1: <laughs> okay. I don't blame you.
0: <laughs> yeah, and because of my son as well, he's just obsessed with everything that has to do with water. So no. Yeah. Uh, Keisha, tell a little bit about what you do, because I'm going to have your um, IG and everything here uh, for people in the notes, and I'm going to show here your IG. handle, which is Keisha Devani right? Is that how you say it? Yep. Um, and Instagram, but I'll have that on the show notes and also on the blog post.
1: Um, uh, okay. but
0: tell people uh, what kind of artists are you?
1: Okay. I am a, um, mixed media artist. Um, I'm also an, an instructor. Um, I do a lot of different art like you and I talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, I dabble in, uh, sewing and I make dolls and purses and I upcycle clothing. I paint. Yes. Um, I used to do a lot of jewelry, not so much anymore. Um, I work with clay. Um, I like to make as- assemblages, and um, recently I started to learn how to weave on a loom. So Ooh. <laughs> I keep myself busy.
0: So you are very attracted to fabric. I see that in your IG a lot. You're very. I love fabric as well. I, yeah. I just love yeah. it.
1: I I'm really into texture in my art
0: mm-hmm. and so, so I think you are the true word of mixed-media artist yes <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I would say so yeah because sometimes they say okay I'm a mixed-media artist but you kind of can't see what I like I like kind of towards the same things which is are or abstracts or flowers but you kind of dove in everything but I have to say in my moving when we came here, I yeah, I gave a lot of things because moving state by state is very expensive. So right. I sold right. a lot of things and gave a lot of things and I decided to sell my sewing machine. Yes. And but I, I have to say I I love fabric. And yeah. I always had this dream that I would learn how to sew clothing. But it never really yeah. worked. I it's it's really actually hard to find classes, local classes for to learn how to sew clothing. Yeah, then, there's a store that just opened up neck, near me, and she
1: has all kinds of sewing classes, and Ooh, she's really bringing rare. it back. Yeah, making yeah. purses, making um, how to make like a tunic. Um, oh, so awesome. lots of fun stuff happening at her shop. Yeah, I think I, th- I think the pandemic. You know, yeah. um, I heard that a lot of people started to get to get back into sewing yeah and um younger women started sewing so
0: that's pretty cool and also like um i i went to sew a lot of bags and little bags you know pouches and stuff because they were easier Mm -hmm. as a beginner like me that can just read something on the internet and read a pattern and know how to do it um but i would like so much to do like more difficult bags and things like that but I don't know how to do yeah. patterns really well. So I always yeah, me have, maybe, that, me I have that maybe I always have that love for fabric. So but I started doing at that time when I had my sewing machine was to use fabrics for my Ar journal covers and on my art uh-huh. journal So I have art journals that I sew fabric on the end of the pages. So they have mm-hmm. all this end of the pages with fabric. I love so much the texture that it brings, mm-hmm. especially when you mm-hmm. mix, like you have things in acrylics and then you have fabric. It just gives the extra something. I don't know what it is. Right. And it's not so I, flat. It's a little dimensional exactly, that way. Yeah. And especially when you buy, like I would buy on Etsy, this vintage fabric. I don't know if they were vintage really or they, but they were for sure vintage looking. Right. And I love, cause I mean, Etsy is great for that. If you need to find patterns or specific patterns or more kind of vintage look fabrics um, right. and also modern fabrics as well, um, because they would sell in quarters, it would be better to do small projects and things like that. Yeah. So I love that. And, um, <laughs> uh, I found you from Natalie Kobach which um, I think by the time your podcast is live, we're going to have released her podcast. She's a mixed media as well. And as we were talking and uh, in the podcast and she told me, no, I know a great artist and like you, she has a special needs son. So I thought I would bring you today to talk about art, to talk what you know, art brings to you in your life. But I think we have that thing in common that people are not aware and people sometimes don't talk a lot. And right. what it takes for us to be our artists and having that other um, life, right, that we right. have. And and one thing that I say to people is that when they are guests, I, I cannot say when your podcast is going to be live because, you know, I go as it flows. I, I edit everything myself and having... I special need son you know this life you have to take to therapies you have to take to that you have to take to that and I don't have that much of a free time as people may right. think so it's um you know sometimes like yesterday I spent most of my morning solving issues some issues that are happening in school you probably know this life and talking with a friend that is a BCBA to kind of brainstorm with her what I've been thinking am I wrong am I like you know so, mm-hmm. you know, things happen and you have to stop everything. And I was scanning IPs, like 50 pages of IPs, you know. So it things, details that people don't know that we have to deal right. with. Right. Right. IEP meetings and meetings of, with all kinds of therapists. And, um, and I think that it's so good to talk with someone that understands a little of that because I think that is such a crucial part of our art. Of not just our life but our art what art means yes. to us what art yes. brings to us but also I believe what we create because my son and and you, know, you can talk about your perspective but my son when he was diagnosed um, it's been the life that we've been having it, it helped me so much to see things in a different way you know and I think I was very close minded for some things And I think that I was not thinking about some things that going on. And sometimes when you're in that position that sometimes you get looked at or you get talked at or you get, you know, then you realize that we need to be more open-minded and more inclusive. And I think that's what he brought to me. He brought to me also... uh, the idea is a simple idea, but it's just that you have to do what makes you happy because he doesn't care, he likes what he likes. Yeah, and I have people saying, Well, this is not age appropriate, and I'm like, Is he happy? If he's happy, that's what I want for him. I want him to be happy, right. comfortable, yeah, right, yeah. healthy. But if he makes me happy, I don't care if he's age appropriate or not, and I think that freedom. Yeah, is what I envy on him on his mindset, yeah, right. So, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about your journey and um, how is that being for you influencing your art? Okay, um,
1: so my son Tucker, I have a picture of him here that I thought I'd show. There and we have that Tucker? on, um,
0: you people can see him on your IG there. There we there. go, yeah, there
1: we go. So that's Tucker. Um, When Tucker was 18 months old, he um, suffered a severe brain injury, and it was due to medical malpractice. Mm -hmm. I was, uh, you know, that was my first baby. I was raising my baby, and then this very traumatic thing happened to us. Mm -hmm. And um, so he's 32 now. He just turned 32 a couple days ago.
0: Wow.
1: And, um, so a lot of my journey involves, um, sorrow and grief for what happened.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, that translates over into my art. Mm -hmm. You know, people tell me that they can, um, especially when I'm doing paintings or journaling, they can really, really see, uh, the sadness that lingers in the background of my Mm -hmm. mind. Um. But at the same time, I have to live and carry on every day. Mm -hmm. Um, He requires um, 24-7 care. Someone Mm -hmm. has to always be watching him. Mm -hmm. Um, He's in a wheelchair. He's nonverbal. He's fed Mm -hmm. by a G-tube. He's cortically blind, but he can hear. Um, And then he wears diapers. So, um, you know, he's a lot of work. (laughs) <laughs> was he always
0: did he always needed a tube since that happened to him to feed himself or that was recently
1: after his injury he had to have a tube
0: wow all these yeah. years
1: yes all these years yes Wow. um so yeah see so um I'm very limited, like you were talking about your time. I'm very limited on my time, even Mm -hmm. though I do make a lot of art. um, I only make it in this short amount of time that I do have available. And usually Tucker is in the room with me in my studio um, when I'm doing this. Um, Once he's in his wheelchair, you know, I can feed him in his wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Um, he does require suctioning occasionally,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, so then I can, you know, I can. There's things that I can do um, while he's in his chair. We play music or we put movies on, and um, mm-hmm. so he's always in the evening or in the, you know, in the mornings. He's he's he can be in here with me while I'm creating, and um, even though he's nonverbal, you know, I chat away to him like he like we're having a conversation, and
0: mm-hmm. so so um, and you are so prolific, at least in your uh IG you do so many kinds of things how did it started this love for you doing all this kind of things
1: uh one of the problems with me personally is that i get bored very easily <laughs> yes you do. so um when i get you know to the point where say maybe i'm in a painting phase and then all of a sudden i'm just like uh i i got to stop painting for a little bit and i'm ready to start doing some sewing um It was kind of like that. It just sort of Mm -hmm. evolved into um, just that's just how I am. I -hmm. get bored very easily. But a lot of my different um, techniques uh, translate into each other. So maybe I make a clay sculpture doll, but then I go into my hand sewing and get out my sewing machine and get some fabrics out and I make her a dress. Um, So there's a lot of um, crossing of um, art going on. At the same time.
0: So, do you started this when he, uh, that happened to him. You were already creating? You were already a creator, an artist?
1: I was creating, but not not like I am now. That mm-hmm. mainly started um, when we moved to New Jersey, which was 1995. Um, oh, wow. And uh, so I have two boys and they um, were both young and they weren't in school yet. And I didn't know anyone in New Jersey except for my mother-in-law. And so I needed something to do, you know, it was winter. And (laughs) um, so I just started doing um, mixed media stuff. And Mm -hmm. at the time I didn't even know that it was called mixed media. I didn't really know. What I was doing, all I know is I was just occupying my time, mm-hmm. and um, you know, trying to do something um, constructive. You know, I was kind of raised in an environment where you stay busy, and yeah. Um, and then um, I started to find out that there was classes that you could actually take in this sort of stuff, and then that's mm-hmm. where it really picked up. I started taking classes and really kind of honing in on my craft and my skill. And then I decided that I'd rather be teaching stuff instead of just taking classes. And then I, so I got into teaching as well and traveling while I was teaching. Um, So, yeah, I would say that the main part of it started when I moved to
0: New Jersey. Mm -hmm. So how do you think that this art that you were creating helped you in the very beginning of very hard times when that happened to him?
1: um well it definitely was a big distraction for me um and they say you know art art therapy i mean that's a whole field in itself art therapy Mm -hmm. so or art saves and um so it definitely um you know took me out of having this idleness and nothing to do into being creative and um really tapping into my creativity and not knowing what was there and letting it, allowing, allowing it to um, evolve and um, kind of push a lot of that grief down though, is, 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 you know, kind of, you know, we could say it was a little bit of denial, (laughs) you know, when you're, when you're trying to escape into some sort of form, it is a form of denial. And, um, but it really helped me cope. And, um, You know, it was my drug of choice, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so to Mm -hmm. speak. Yeah.
0: I think people don't realize, and in the beginning, when my son got diagnosed, my son is autistic, and um, my son had many issues. My son could not eat solid food. Um, He had issues, even as a newborn, he had issues of reflux, even with breastfeeding. So he had to take meds, which is very common, now we know about autistic newborns. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have all these IG issues and digestion issues it's, it's very common on the autism community okay. and but of course I didn't know that right? I didn't know he was autistic right. and so it was a lot of struggle he was as an infant crying nonstop, stopping like you can see he was in pain he would make that face of pain and you as a new mom you don't know what's going mm-hmm. on Um. but I think what people don't realize is that we have to go through a process of grieving and one time I said that to a person and she said well what do you mean your son didn't die I said well (laughs) my son physically didn't die but the person that maybe I thought he would be died right right? because this is something that I learned today and I know this is hard that as young moms sometimes I think we think a lot of things and we should not expect these things Um, and you know, you have to learn to go through that grieving wheel, you know and some parents unfortunately they are stuck on the wheel especially on the denial or anger, you know, there is some specific stages of the wheel but I was um, I was very privileged that when he was doing early intervention um one of the therapists she saw that i was really like crying like really like i was actually really worried about him and she said you know we don't tell that a lot because we don't have many but we have social workers in our team but we cannot provide for everyone but I feel that you are so distraught, like you need help, you you are working so hard, you are here watching and learning and doing everything. And, um, you know, I can talk to them and they can call you if you would like. And I said, absolutely. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. And I think that person helped me tremendously and changed the way I saw things. Yeah. And, um, from that point on um things started becoming easier for me in terms Mm -hmm. of my mental health
1: well it's Um, overwhelming i mean taking care of someone being so responsible for another individual is very overwhelming Mm -hmm. you know
0: yeah and at that time i as i said i was a scrapbooker and i was um i I was actually teaching also in the time that nobody knew about what our live stream was I was doing live streams a u stream which, YouTube was not even a thing at that time. It was like forever oh, wow. ago, right? When YouTube, yeah. <laughs> when you when you say YouTube was not even, oh, you No, okay, that's a long time ago. Yeah, I was creating these classes, and what I found was that to me, what gave to me at that time, it was like a. Because, you know, you get so tired and overwhelmed with everything that you are doing. That, mm-hmm. to me, was kind of a release. At that moment that I was teaching or doing a scrapbook page, I didn't think about anything. Yeah. And I could kind of recharge, even though I was doing a night and I was tired, you know, when you have a baby. And it's like, mm-hmm. um, I was feeling very tired, but I was like, I felt so energized afterwards. Yeah, um,
1: recharge, that's a really good word to use. Yeah. It's it's definitely how I find um, getting lost in the zone of creating. It's is, um, definitely a part of the whole process of just coping and,
0: you know, getting through the day. Mm-hmm. And when you start, you know, doing your art and do you start teaching, uh, what kind of classes do you do? oh gosh i
1: do a lot of classes um i've i've taught jewelry classes i've taught soldering i've taught um sewing i've taught um you know making dolls
0: um, i delved in soldering as well i did i did so yeah. many things that i did a little bit of soldering as well um yeah, and today and today on your website do you do you do today local classes or online classes
1: um, right now, online classes only.
0: Okay, and uh, what are kind of classes you have now? Is the same classes that you were, you said, like dolls and jewelry? There's
1: a class on how to make a doll. Um, there's a class. Actually, I have some um, old classes that are that need to go up there um, as well. Um, and then there's a free class on my website on working with um, this clay that I love called Aves. Hmm. A-V, A-V is in Victor, E-S, Abe's Clay. Mm-hmm. That's what I sculpt with a lot. Um, so there's a little free class on my website on how to use that product. What kind of sculptures are that? Do you bake them? Um, no, you let it dry on its own. Oh, it's
0: like air dry.
1: Yeah, huh. kind of, yeah, it's, it's different. It's a two part um, product that you mix together Whereas air-dry clay is already just one product. Um, this one dries really, really hard. And they use it a lot in, in assemblage pieces to f- connect things together. Hmm. So, um, I and never I heard, heard about o- this one. Oh, okay. Um, I have a, also have a class over at Jean Oliver's website. I don't know if you're familiar with her. Yeah, yeah um and we were we built a doll in that class and we used that clay and so that's why i had the free class first so that people could kind of get an idea of how to use it
0: and oh i will um, look for when i put on the notes do you remember the name of the class in the Jean oliver um
1: but i can look for it. i don't i can send okay. it to you okay yeah I, I'm terrible at naming my classes and then remembering what I named them. <laughs> I
0: know, them. it's hard. It <laughs> is hard. Do you think your art today is still brings the same benefits it brought you in the beginning, in your journey with him?
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, I just feel like if I'm not creating, I just don't really know what to do with myself. So it's just mm-hmm. it really is a part of my life. Yeah, um, I, I know feel people, the same thing. You know, make jokes all the time like you know do you ever sleep and you know <laughs> and um i just don't really do uh, first of all I'd, i'm not ever leaving the house as you know when you're a caregiver to someone who needs help 24 7 um and yeah. he's not in school anymore and then with the pandemic um where are we going um so how i use my time is to create art you know i don't really yeah. know what other people are doing with their time um their idle time um but i with my all my idle time i just make art
0: yeah and i think that today if you agree unfortunately in all kinds of disabilities there is not a lot of help for us after school right they have the right, right to be in school too they are twenty 21 years old but i think that this help after school is something that we have to. Um, yeah. I'm already, my son is 12, and I'm already thinking about it because people, go, oh, it's too a long time. No, time is going fast. I mean, time went like this. Now he's 12, and he's, he's getting bigger than me. And it's like, yeah. he was just a baby. It's going yeah. really fast. Like, soon he's yeah. going to high school. and and... we have
1: one caregiver she's been with us for about 22 years and she comes in um yeah she comes in in the mornings from like eight to one but but unfortunately in the mornings you know that's all about chores and uh, laundry and uh you know do the dogs and anything else like run errands but it's
0: necessary for you to have the help it's necessary oh yeah um, yeah it's necessary
1: yeah, yeah she took a week off a couple of weeks ago and i was like oh my god i can't wait for her to come back <laughs> and you see right and i don't mean that i don't mean that in a mean way about um taking care of my child i just mean that no. you know you just get really tired and i don't think that wait. at all
0: yeah yeah um
1: yeah and people, i think just people, people they are
0: in our positions and your position is even tougher than mine it's i yeah. can never put myself in your in your place and it's like no yeah. we need yeah um, so
1: I felt I felt like when she came back, I was like, "Oh, I just feel like I can breathe again for just a couple hours." Is- I call it is- clocking out. Like, yeah. I can just clock out for a couple hours. I don't yep. need to. Yep. Someone's watching him. Someone's mm-hmm. taking care of all his needs, and yeah. I can do what I need to do.
0: And my son, for sure, is um, kind of independent, but we always have to take a look at what he's doing because sometimes, yeah. first of all, he doesn't have knowledge of danger. Right. And second of all, sometimes he gets really agitated. I don't know, something turns on in the brain. And mm-hmm. once he left the house. So I have cameras oh, everywhere. Oh I have sensors everywhere. I think people think, oh, is it dangerous there? No, it's for my son. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, yeah. You know, we have we have to keep a look on him. I'm always like, yes. where is it? Like, he asked me this week, like, to be just in the backyard. And I was worried he would figure it out how to open the fence to go outside which he can but i have to be there and look what he's doing right Mm -hmm. so i was kind of trying to cook but at the same time is he there is he i'm always like worried right yes yes and that's
1: exhausting
0: it is yeah (laughs) that's very very exhausting yeah don't you think like and we were talking about this and then it's like no let me talk when we are recording in the art world and and even this, what we are doing today, I I am a podcast addict. I listen to so many podcasts, oh, yeah. art, all kinds of things. But, uh, Kesha, I never heard any creator talking about this stuff that uh, inclusive about people that have special needs and are creating. I don't think there is products out there. I don't think there is. No, when I was scribbling, I was telling you that I felt really left out and yeah. to this day you know we just had all this thing in the in the mixed media art community about black art and all the things that they need more exposure but also people that have special needs kids or people with special needs they don't have that um you know inclusion i would say in terms they're of they're very
1: overlooked yes yeah. they're very overlooked i i had the same feelings um, that you do. They they are very overlooked, you know.
0: And I think also out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> yes, and I think also in terms of us creators and artists, I think we feel like mm, I don't know if I should do a page about that. If I'm like as you said, sad about something with my son or something's going. I think people even feel like I don't know if people want to hear about my special needs. Or like I have people, oh, you're always yeah. talking about yours well, is part of my life yeah yeah it's part of my life
1: i i I felt like that too um in the beginning a little bit but more more so in the way that i didn't want people to pick up on um like oh god here she comes because you know Mm -hmm. i was really sad or something (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and then you know things just began to shift as they got older and um i have a pretty big following on facebook and oh. they just love tucker you know they're always you know you know i don't post pictures of tucker all the time on facebook but i do once in a while and they're like is oh a facebook
0: God, I... is a facebook cash at as well I'll, I'll put the link there
1: um i'll look yeah for i you. think it's yeah, I can give you the link for that too. Um, I can find a website. But like for his yeah. for his birthday, I put his picture up for his birthday, and he got so many wishes because you know he Aww. he doesn't have his own page. He can't be, you know, an active participant. So right. um, I really feel um, lucky that I do have a, if I can call him a fan base or not, I don't know. Um, Does he? They know? are very. That he knows <laughs> they're that? very appreciative. Yeah, they're very appreciative of Tucker, and um, and they they really do understand um, the hardships that I go through with worrying or being sad or depressed about it. And mm-hmm. um, but I'm very grateful for that because um, there's a lot of kind people out there that have been very kind
0: about it. Um, Did you do any? Uh, did you have any help in the beginning like I had with a social worker or a psychologist to help no. you? Yeah. That is something that no. I think it's so also that people don't have an idea that parents don't receive help. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: Because I, I, I recently, um, I guess it was in March, um, I just got myself so worried for tucker with this pandemic this virus
0: oh yes yes and um
1: and my husband had an incident where he had a seizure and was in the hospital for six days and um i just after he got back home i just kind of i don't want to call it a mental breakdown but i just got so panicky and I was suddenly I was afraid I'm like such a strong person but suddenly I just felt so fearful and panicky and anxiety and depression and all of it just like just came just all to the surface and um I just think it was all that trauma that was never addressed Mm -hmm. the post-traumatic stress disorder Mm -hmm. was never addressed about what happened to him Mm -hmm. and, um, I lost a lot of weight. I wasn't eating. Mm -hmm. I just didn't have an appetite. I didn't, and I didn't even kind of realize that was going on. I just was so lost in my head. Mm -hmm. And then, um, so all of a sudden, just one day though, um, it was like a light slipped, like flipped on again. And I just Mm -hmm. woke back up and I just came out of it. And I realized how thin I'd gotten, alarmingly thin. Mm-hmm. I mean, I alarmed myself. And um, and I, you know, I talked to my husband because he didn't know what to do about it. And and um, I just started addressing that and I did some online therapy with a therapist and I did some um, I think it's called EMDR. It's a special therapy dealing with traumatic stress yeah they i do heard a lot about that with, mm-hmm. yeah they do a lot with soldiers and coming back from yes. war and stuff mm-hmm. and so i did that and i have to tell you that was very very difficult oh it was so difficult and um and i started taking uh like some cb cbd products mm-hmm. um Went, went on an antidepressant, just kind of all the, you know, I had met with my doctor and he's like, you know, yeah, we really need to make some um, some decisions here about getting you uh, upward, <laughs> upwards mm-hmm. again. And um, so I'm feeling much better these days. Um, great. Great, that's good. I, I think we have, it's yeah. important to
0: recognize that our brain sometimes needs help.
1: Yes. Yes. I definitely, I I definitely fully believe that the catalyst was my husband's seizure and being, just being, um, taking care of Tucker alone. We didn't have our caregiver then because we were still in lockdown and, um, it just was very scary. The whole thing was very scary. And I think all that fear just, you know, went right back to, um, Let's see, Tucker's injury was in 91. So it just took me back to 1991. Yeah. And, and I think I think
0: that's what happened. And the pandemic for people that have, you know, you compromise or have this kind of issues is you suddenly have also not just things are closed or whatever, but also your family. You have to be away from your family because you have to preserve the person and the health of the person, right? Yes. Uh, you no, cannot yeah. talk to your friends. You cannot... Like it, it is hard.
1: Um, yeah, there's so many things that I've, I've just said no. I'm not. I'm still not comfortable doing that. Even though mm-hmm. we've all been vaccinated, and um, I just got my booster yesterday, and my Yay. husband gets his um, Friday, and then Tucker gets his Monday. Um, you know, we're doing all the things that we can. I am doing the best I can, and that's something I have to keep reminding myself. Instead yes. of feeling like I. I I need to be doing more. And that's what that panic was. was like, I'm not doing enough. I'm not yeah. doing enough. To... Oh, I'm
0: all the time, all the time thinking yeah. yeah. I'm
1: always thinking so that I, I'm
0: not doing I, enough.
1: I have to change that too. Yeah. I am doing the best I can. And I know yeah. that. And other people know that. And they tell me that. And I need to listen to that.
0: Yes. <laughs> but people don't know the amount of guilty sometimes we have. If it's guilty oh, for, you know, Ugh. with my son, it's like, Is he having enough therapy? Should I put more? Should I do this more? Or am I not teaching him enough? Am I, you know, is this person, you know, I'm very involved in his education. And I let that clear. um, I have to say some districts didn't like me a lot, but I say right away. I know. I say right away, like, I'm very involved. My son is my life. And I'm here to make sure, you know, I went back to school to get a degree in um, childhood psychology and special needs, and if i wow. minor in social work, I in Washington became a therapist, or uh, registered behavior therapist from the BCBA board, and I had the Washington state um, license of you know behavior therapy. So I worked in a high school with kids in the spectrum and in houses. And I wanted to help other parents. Um, so, but importantly, I want knowledge to be talking with these professionals because people have no idea what the school system does to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I let them know like, I respect so much your job. I went back to school, but I didn't want to be a specialist teacher because I know the paperwork and the job it takes and the crap you have to hear uh, and the pressure. <laughs> But Mm -hmm. at the same time, I'm here to make sure my son has what he deserves to have. Yes. And what is appropriate for him, right? Um, Yeah. So I always say, don't take it personal. Although some teachers didn't listen to me. They took it personal. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm doing what it is my job. This is my job, right? Our job is to take care of these individuals that don't have independence, right? And cannot have a voice. Right. We're at
1: we're their advocates, and I am one hundred percent in agreement with you,
0: but what it takes though, in in reverse, what takes is we feel sometimes guilty, then we feel okay, I cannot take a break or am I painting too much? It's like yes. you know, um, and sometimes I feel bad because I have to do other things and I don't have as much time to paint, for example, and I feel guilty because then. My son is going to arrive and I have to do this and this and then I feel bad because I didn't paint, you know. Right. So it's always this juggling that we have. I always
1: feel constantly rushed Mm because I have so much to squeeze in in a short amount of time in a small Mm -hmm. window and just constantly feel rushed. And a lot lot of it's myself putting the pressure on me. I understand that. Um, But I do feel I feel rushed quite a lot.
0: Yeah, I think people, most people know in my social media that I have a special needs son. Some people follow my son for a long time because they follow me for a long time and they basically saw him growing up. Um, But today I don't like to put as much because again, he's not able to tell me if he wants that or not. Right. Right. So I keep it kind of like, you know, not as much. Mm -hmm. Um, But I always try to say to people sometimes in my stories like, I'm here on a patio, uh, on a, waiting my son in the car in the therapy. This is my life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. every week for how many days a week. <laughs> and I'm yeah. here. And, but I'm here, but I'm doodling. I'm reading. I'm I'm listening to a podcast. Trying to be yeah. creative and using my time instead of like, oh, right. gee, I'm here. And I'm losing time that I could be painting. Well, I'm not painting, but I'm learning. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like... You know, reading something, doodling on my iPad, and things like that. Do you feel like when you teach classes, that helped me a lot in the time that I used to teach classes. Mm -hmm. You know, talking to creatives, teaching them, and seeing like today we have Facebook groups, right? To see what the class is doing and um, to see what they're creating with what you're teaching. Does that give you like energy back and helps you out? Teaching is a lot of hard work i do like to
1: do it um and mainly because it it means i'm i get to travel
0: and get out Ah, get out into the world yeah the physical class Um, yes
1: yes um but it is a lot of work yes um it's a lot of hand holding um and when you're already taking care of someone at home all the time taking care of other people, um, in the form of teaching can be, can be tiring. I, yeah. I, I know when I'm done, I'm j- when I, you know, a class exhausted, is finished, right? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm exhausted. Yeah. And plus I, I don't talk that much. So, you know, all of a sudden, you know, for five you days straight at, yeah. at a retreat, I've been talking and, you know, I'm just yeah. like, Oh my God, you know, so, yeah. um, it is a lot I, of work. I do like I use... it. I do love it, but it's a lot of work.
0: Well, I had a. I used to teach Photoshop for for um, uh, artists uh, that wanted to do artistic digital work, and I remember at that time doing a lot of Facebook lives and YouTube lives, and people have no idea how that is exhausting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Not because you have to prepare things and anyway they're talking, talking, talking for an hour. At the end of yeah. it, I was like, oh. I'm so excited. I don't want to do that. I just want to sit on my sofa and veggie out.
1: <laughs> yeah. But then you can't think, because
0: you have kids. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's no clocking out. <laughs> um, I think what people don't realize is that, especially for, I mean, we're talking pre pandemic when you, mm-hmm. you know, there was a lot of classes that you could actually go to physically and take. And that is that uh, that class was planned almost a year in advance. And I don't think people know that. You know, there's no. so much work that goes into So much.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, like,
1: what do what am I going to need to bring for class? Um, what do, you know, just mm-hmm. so much to think about.
0: Yeah. And you also I'm here looking at your Instagram. You do this kind of little booklets, right? There is, mm-hmm. is there like the art? journaling. And... Yeah. So is that for journaling and art journal? Is that what you do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do you sell these uh, books as well?
1: Yeah, so you're talking about the one that little itty bitty one?
0: Yeah. That yeah, the cover um, is kind of a crochet with fabric. Yes,
1: yes. Yes, I do. I did sell that. Someone messaged me um immediately and was like, are you mm-hmm. gonna sell that? And I said, Yeah, sure. So I sold it to sure. her.
0: Uh-huh. So do you like to do books? Art journal books? Mm-hmm. I used to love mm-hmm. to do that. Uh I still yeah, do. I, I, I do not have time I like time. to make
1: them. Yes, I love I love to make them. Um the cover is my favorite part yes Um, because that involves you know of course getting out my fabrics and my textures and um, I actually just had a I just finished a um commissioned art journal which I've never had anyone have me do that before Hmm. and I really loved it because um I could really really personalize it the the mother gave me all these details about her daughter and um and then I went on her Instagram and and uh grabbed some photos and then printed them out on my little mini printer and put those in the journal. Oh. And, um, yeah. Are you yeah, going
0: really to the... show that one on Instagram?
1: Um, I haven't yet just because I started following the, the girl that, um, the book is for. And I, I didn't know if I just didn't want her to see it, but I suppose I could post it and just, um,
0: when she receives know, it. Be... Yeah.
1: Um, it's a Christmas present.
0: Ah, yeah. So you have to probably yeah. wait her to receive it.
1: Yeah,
0: And yeah. and also, I like that you go. You posted one about uh, thrift store dresses and clothing. Um,
1: yes, yes. And I used to do uh, a YouTube thing, and it is on my YouTube. They're still there. I called it um, thrift store thrift thrifty Thursdays. I think I called it, mm-hmm. and. Um, I would just model a complete outfit that I had gotten from the thrift store and just talk about it and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And um, that was pretty fun, but I just felt like people, um, you know, people don't really leave comments anymore. So I wasn't really sure, like, is anyone even watching this? (laughs) And so this is free, uh, precious time that I'm using to do this. And I, I wasn't sure anyone was really watching it, so I didn't do it. And then when I stopped yeah. doing it, everyone's like, "How come you don't
0: s- do it anymore?" <laughs> it seems that people now are, you know, they like, they like your yeah. posts and everything, but people are kind of, they don't want to waste their time. They want, they prefer go past to another post instead of yes, leaving yes, a comment. Yeah. I have to say, I'm getting better at it. Before I, I kind of like lurk, you know, yeah. Because sometimes I think also the person can think I used to think that I think the person thinks, oh, they're not going to read my comment or whatever, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. uh, I look at all my comments and I try to
1: respond to all my comments, unless like for Tucker's birthday, he literally had almost 400 birthday wishes and there's just no way I can respond to all that. So, you know, everyone got a like and. uh, um, Yeah. And I saw the
0: picture here with his teddy bears. Yeah. And anyway, you, you had a lot of comments on that one on Instagram. He looks so happy, yeah, yeah. And comfy as so, well.
1: Um, yeah, so when posts are smaller and um, a little bit more intimate, I try to respond as best I can back to everybody. And
0: does he have any <laughs> device that he can speak or no? He he doesn't no. use no. Okay, no. But he understands you.
1: Um, he he does. Um. I like to describe Tucker as just like a little baby so you know you have your baby and um, your baby can't talk to you but you know that either Mm -hmm. the baby's not feeling well or the baby's hungry Mm -hmm. or you know the baby needs a new diaper or whatever you uh, instinctually learn how to read your baby and so that's how it is with Tucker.
0: Yeah my son is not really good at and that it's something that scares me. We work a lot with that. Is he's getting better? He didn't know how to say he had a pain or something. So mm-hmm. I would see he's not feeling well. You you know when your child's right. not feeling well, yeah. And w- when I know he's not as active as he is, I know something's going on, right? Right. Um, yeah. But he's getting better. Um, I think yeah. people don't realize things that are very. Um, I think parents don't even notice. For us, it's like a big deal, right? um yeah. today when he understands when i simple when i give him a simple command to me i i make a party dance because it's like yeah, yeah yeah you know there yeah. was a time when he didn't even recognize his name yeah. so to me this is a huge deal and for many parents it's like nothing why are you celebrating well, the you know? thing
1: about the thing about tucker that's funny is that um you know, a neurologist will read his reports and tell us all the horrible, you know, news about, you know, his his uh, level of cognitive understanding oh, and yeah. all that stuff. And
0: I hate um, this report.
1: I, yeah, I just tell him I don't wanna hear it. I, mm-hmm. I don't wanna hear it. Um, but anyway, um, but there are so many times when I have like a really um, snarky dark sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And so I just might say something just out loud like maybe i'm watching a show and i might have one of my little you know witty, witty replies about something that's going on and then he'll just he'll start laughing and so i'm i you know i'm like he has to get it that that, yeah. that was a joke sure. because it was like spot on that he started mm-hmm. laughing right after. Mm-hmm. so um yeah, yeah. Uh, I have to think he understands more than he's really capable
0: of oh yeah um, my son as well my son my son yeah. can research everything on the computer yeah okay more than me so he <laughs> understands everything but he cannot express himself right it's too too much here too much going on yeah um yeah so uh, I, I I think that something that is um, funny was that. Uh, when my son was, um, I think people think, like, they behave in a way he doesn't understand a lot, right? So it's that classic, like, judging the way a person is. Um, For example, when he got lost, the police found him and was a policewoman, and... know, she was with him on the front of my my house and I told her did you ask him he ran with his iPad and I said did you ask him who his parents name and his address because he knows everything we teach him since forever for security reasons Mm -hmm. and she said oh no he was playing with door on the iPad so I thought he would not understand me
1: no, oh, so she just makes assumptions
0: right and it's like no they yeah he's playing with Dora. he seems like he's not knowing what's going on but he knows everything that's going on right
1: well i mean yeah. let's be honest people are very afraid of um people with disabilities it's yeah. different it's uncomfortable um it you know there's they always know how to deal with yeah Right, they're always staring at it, at us, which I can't stand. Um, and even before Tucker's injury, I have to say I was that person too because I've never been exposed to um,
0: but any times. Sort of, no, disability. I I try. What my psychologist said to me was like, you don't know because sometimes I look at people. When I, I saw one time I went to Panetta Bread and I saw someone with autistic, not autistic, but I don't know if it was autistic. It looked like, but a person with special needs but was more adult than my son mm-hmm. and i was looking thinking oh, i was so nice the first time i saw a parent here like me and their child was you know was doing some sounds and noise and i was looking thinking wow I'm so glad you guys are here. Probably they think I'm right. like everyone else just judging them. But I'm like, yeah. no, you know, yeah. I I yeah. sometimes feel the urge to talk to people to say, hey, I was not looking like my son. But I always try to
1: um, say something to the, the, the child, like, um, hey, buddy, you look like you're having a good time or, you know, just something to say, I see you. I acknowledge you yeah. and I respect yeah. you as a person. Yeah, I
0: feel that um, this happened in Washington. People in Washington are so closed up and I I didn't feel like I could reach them and say, hey, nice, my son here also, you know. Um, But one time it happened in Florida when I was here on vacation, um, before we were thinking to come here to live, we had a vacation condo here. And I was at Target and I saw this woman with two teenage sons, both in the spectrum. Um, And one seemed uh, more, um, you know, lower in the spectrum. And he was of a DVD in his hands. And she was, you know, ahead of me of pain stuff. And and I was looking at him. And, I, and I, then I pushed the conversation because I think in here people are more outgoing. So I said, oh, it's funny that he had a DVD. My son also, every time he comes at Target, he loves Target. He has to buy a DVD. And then I said, oh, my son is autistic as well. And then I felt like her relaxing. Like I don't have to explain to you. That he's yeah. a 20-year-old man buying a right. child's DVD, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, um, which is sad. Yeah. You know, that she—that that she felt tense, and then suddenly she kind of like... And then we talked, and yeah. we talked um, about schools, and she gave me some names. I thought I was thinking to come here. It was very nice. At the end, it was very yeah. nice. So it was um, probably
1: really nice for her, too. Yeah yeah um the cutest thing happened to me um in Trader Joe's a autistic boy young man came up to me and started touching my hair.
0: <laughs> my son sometimes says that was not good,
1: <laughs> and um of course, the mother and his sister were mortified
0: freaking out, yeah,
1: <laughs> yes, and I think that they um were just so worried that I was going to be freaking you know, out this horrible, horrible person about it. And, um, and I was just like, he can touch my hair. I don't care. Um, and I was like, Hey buddy, you like my hair? And you know, I tried to really have a conversation with him about it and you could just tell that they, the mom and the daughter were just so relieved and, um, because it really could have been, you know, someone else who was like, yeah, oh, my God, don't touch me. Get away. Who are you? You know, mm-hmm. um, and I just loved it. I just thought it was so sweet and um, made my day that he felt that I he knew that I was a special person that he could mm-hmm. to, he could do that, too.
0: Yeah. My son, he likes to touch faces, but it's funny. He just touch of people he really likes. Yeah. What well, he has to learn it. He has to ask before touching, touch not just put the hand yes. out there, you yes. know? Yeah. Um, yes. So, Keisha, what do you think is a last thing for us here is if there are people listening, you know, mothers like us, parents, that, you know, in this situation, and they want to start to create things and they want to start... What is your advice how this would be helpful for them?
1: I would say I would suggest starting slow. Pick one thing. Mm -hmm. um one thing that's manageable Mm -hmm. um one thing that's not going to involve tons and tons of supplies that you don't have the energy or the finances to get into um my greatest source for myself um, as far as resources youtube so Mm -hmm. i teach myself almost everything i want to learn and i go on youtube and look so if someone says, oh, I really want to learn how to art journal, um, go on YouTube and start looking at videos. So I've been doing that with all the weaving. Mm-hmm. And by the way, do you want to see my, my the weaving yeah. I'm working on? Go okay. ahead. So I'm doing a Christmas theme. Oh, theme. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Ooh, it's so nice to see clothes because I saw that on Instagram. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Wow. It's so much better close up like this amazing. Um,
1: so, any question that I have, though, I mean, I did take a class. I did take a Zoom a, a, a Zoom class, but the way that my brain works is like I have to do it at least fifty thousand times before I remember it. <laughs> so, how, the, how long a lot did of it, stitches? How
0: long does it take to do a we piece like that? We did the Zoom
1: class in four day in four weeks.
0: Oh,
1: wow. Um, this piece, uh, my sister and I. My sister was just visiting, and we were we worked on it and got it she I made sure she got hers done before she left so we probably worked on it every evening for three days at a at a clip of probably four hours each time so uh, it's a lot of work um but my point is is that anytime I don't remember how to do a certain stitch that I was taught I just go right to YouTube Mm -hmm. and start watching videos so that I can um, remember it. So mm-hmm. I would say um, YouTube is a great source of learning anything, and it doesn't cost you any money.
0: Yes, and I also would say that you know, don't feel guilty for creating. Don't don't feel guilty right. for having your time creating. Yeah. Right don't forget we don't need to forget.
1: carve out some, some me time i think they yes. call it self-care that's what i've learned yes. is that it's um self-care that, that it's we're important
0: ourselves. if it's for yeah. art but also self-care in terms of your personal stuff i don't know even if it's to go to the hairdresser uh, i like to do my nails so yeah. it's uh i even told i went to do my nails this morning i told her you know i look forward to this moment it's like my me time it's and, quiet she's like, and she's like, and she's like, glad, because <laughs> also it's a portion that I have to talk with a human being. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. am up close because yeah. we don't have that anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, my sister being here for four days, I was just like,
0: she Good, right? was
1: like, oh my god, shut up! You know, I just <laughs> couldn't stop talking to her. So, um,
0: yeah, but, but it, it's feels, been so long it feels so long since nice. I really,
1: you know, yeah
0: yeah Besides it feels my nice
1: and my son yeah yeah so really i don't nice.
0: think like oh i could be i could be doing this on my website no i'm like i need this to feel good about myself so i'm gonna i like to do it i yeah. really get happy yeah. it,
1: it, it's okay to put ourselves first sometimes you Absolutely. know women women not even just mothers of special needs children women in general suffer all these same 100%. Things. guilt and yeah don't put themselves
0: first and um and sometimes it's okay yeah. do that. So let us know what classes you have going on right now on your website Well one of the classes is on
1: how to make a doll I call it my sunshine doll.
0: So people and can I, sign up anytime.
1: Yes that okay is, It's a um, ongoing self paced okay. class yes mm-hmm. and it comes with a kit with the first face on um, the doll's face the sunshine mm-hmm. doll. And um, you don't know how to sew. I mean, you do need a sewing machine, but it's not a a pattern. I walk you through everything. Yeah, Yeah, I walk walk you through everything step-by-step on how to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, I feel like (laughs) when my sister and I were watching some YouTube videos, I was getting really frustrated because I felt like, oh my God, this person just cannot articulate what needs to be said. They're spending too much time talking about other things. I feel like I um am very good at articulating what it is you need to know to get it done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that is so important to me. I get that's so That's true. Frustrated. Not everybody knows yes. how to teach. Yes. Yes. Yes, that's right. Not everybody Just because they're
0: offering a classes I mean that they know how to teach. Exactly. Exactly yeah. right. So, um So you have the doll and you have the clay class. The free class the free free
1: um Class yeah. and then the
0: other class is on Gene Oliver, natural.
1: Yes, on yes on on Gene Oliver's um, site. Yeah, okay. and I'll get all that information over to you so that I you have check it. Check
0: that out. I never heard about this clay, and I love pottery, but this thing of using oven and this things
1: so this is not this would not be like a pottery clay it's basically just um you mix two pieces of the of the certain clay together Mm -hmm. to form one piece yeah and then um you you use it to connect things together and by the time it dries it dries it really really hard Mm -hmm. and then whatever two pieces you brought together are not going to come apart so wow it's a it's a, a it's just a more stable approach instead of like using like a hot glue gun and stuff like that you know this is just a really stable product hmm. to be using for those things so
0: all right and Keisha thank you so much it was such a good conversation thanks for being open to talk about this and um you know Absolutely. share share here to get with me a little bit of the things that go on behind the scenes in our lives um, with our special kids it's um, it's always special for me when I find other moms out there creating and, and sometimes you feel like am I am I alone feeling this am I the only one feeling guilty am I the only one feeling this and it's nice to talk to someone and have that same perspectives and and learn from each other so I appreciate it
1: you're welcome. I mean, it's one thing I if one thing I learned through this whole journey of, um, especially recently, um, is as we aren't we aren't alone. We feel mm. alone, but we aren't alone. Mm. You know,
0: yeah, we have true. a lot
1: more support. Maybe it's not physically in house, um, but you know, there is more yeah. hope and understanding um, for us than we then
0: we know yeah and and also we have to be willing to reach people right like a rich deal and and if the person say you know sometimes I invite people and they don't respond me they don't you know and that's fine that means that that person you know doesn't want to talk doesn't want to you know and that's fine then we we try another person that's how you you should do things we we um we should not take things personal everybody has their history and their way of doing things and sometimes they feel afraid or sometimes they're not prepared um and you know there there is a a time for everything but we also should not be afraid to reach people and if you you know feel that you're feeling alone or things like that and also reaching for help when it's necessary for me for example it's very important to talk with someone neutral you know, like a psychologist. Yes. Or, oh, yes. It's yeah. very important to talk to someone neutral that is not a family member, that is not a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it gives me other perspectives to think about. Oh, my gosh. For sure. And she sees things that I was like, huh, I didn't think it that way. Yeah. You know, so it's yeah. it's good. So we have to be more kind with ourselves. I think our conversation, I hope people take that, we have to be kind with ourselves and with our body with our brain you know yeah and yeah i was
1: very very unkind to myself when i um, went through that Mm -hmm. recent bout of anxiety and depression and i realized i was part of the whole thing Mm -hmm. um but i really was not very kind to myself and that's not like me because um i mean i just didn't even recognize who that person was that's how Mm -hmm. how difficult things got but um you're absolutely right it's it's a
0: journey. It's a journey. It's not it easy. Is. Sometimes I go through these moments and my yeah. psychologist definitely talks to me sometimes. Some days it's like, well, you're not being kind to you today. You know, mm-hmm. so I sometimes I have to stand back and say, okay, what I'm doing, you know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. so um, it's a journey. So if you are um, listening to this, you are not alone. You have many mothers like us and we all have to reach out and, and again, I think we show again and this is the... Main thing of the podcast is that art helps. Art is here to fill your heart with joy, fill your brain with things to do and keep you busy. And I think every time you're thinking about what project you're going to do, what you're creating, you are not thinking bad about yourself or about the people around you. And that's what is important about art. Right. Right? Something that I learned going to see Frida Kahlo exhibition is that despite her pain, Despite being bad, she kept painting because I believe she kept painting because when she painted, she didn't think about her body suffering, mm-hmm. and that is the power of art. powerful woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and
1: she that's just, the just that's amazing. the power, right?
0: That's the power mm-hmm. that art have to us. No matter what kind of mm-hmm. art you do, if it's fabric weaving, mixed media collage, painting, it doesn't matter. What matters is you are doing something for your own well-being. Right, and also if you appreciating art, if you have art in your house, if you have a piece like that in your house, like you just showed us, you know that brings you happiness in your mm-hmm. house. When you look at it, you know it brings you happiness. So I think if for nothing else, you can take that message today with our conversation, because um, you know we are trying to see that we are we have our issues, but we keep creating. <laughs> 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 that's right exactly thank you so much Keisha for coming to oh the you're podcast. so welcome I so appreciate yes. it and you were so um open to it I, I so appreciate it thank you so much oh, you're welcome absolutely thank you so much for listening to the podcast I appreciate you listening to the podcast all the way here to the end and I would like to thank you so much and to help us spread the word about the podcast you can share on Instagram and tag me. I would love to share as well. And take a screenshot and tell me what you're doing while you're listening to the podcast, or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate if you could do that. It really helps spread the word about the podcast. I will talk to you on the next episode.
1: Thanks for listening. Check episode notes at the number two worldart.com slash blog. Connect with Jana on Instagram at Jana underscore two worlds. And make sure to receive our artful insights by signing up at bit.ly slash join two worlds art.